got Bailey's in my coffee. This might be the first time I'm drinking on air for You Killed It. But I'm excited. It's the finale. I'm very tired. My cream went bad in my fridge yesterday. So, you hey. know, you got to come up with solutions. Solutions. Yeah, you, maybe that would be a good challenge, right? Maybe you could fit into the challenge because you figured out a way to get by. Um, I do not have Bailey's in my coffee, and I even forgot my water bottle at my desk. So I'm just struggling with thirst right now. But it's okay. We power through because that's what you should do for the fire. That is what you should do. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. You guys already know, this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. Can we just talk about Fessy, just off the hop? Sure, I guess. Should we just get it out of the way? Well, it's going to come up multiple times, but sure. Because we got, we got a lot of response <laughs> from people um, who watched the final... And as you can imagine, we're not impressed with Fessy. We'll just say, we'll, we'll just say what happened. Uh, CT and Amber B put the penalty on Corey and Cam. And Fessy just quit, basically. Like, he literally sat off to the side as Casey, to her credit, continued to try to eat the gross food yeah. on her bad knee. And, like, you could tell that TJ was trying real hard to not laugh or chastise Fassi. Yeah. But we, we have a listener, Rochelle Valdez, says, and Fessy wants to claim vet status? L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O. She went on. I still can't believe he blamed his partner on him not eating. What a joke. And everyone knows it. Yeah, I mean, the, there's so many levels to Fessy's just complete whack nature in this episode and just highlighting his performance the entire season. And I kept going back to his argument with CT and how we stated at that time, it's so obvious that he has no idea what this game is. Like, he still has no clue. And so, you know, Fessy, first off, to have your partner sitting there eating and then you just sitting over there pouting like a third grader, it was the weirdest thing ever. And I don't know what he was trying to do because like you have to know that you're going to get crushed in the edit, right? Like if you've been on reality TV enough, no matter what show it is, there has to be some Which point in your brain where you're thinking about how is this going to be edited together? And so you have to know that having Casey standing there and eating while you sit off to the side, they're going to crush you. So I don't understand what the logic would be. And then you're kind of half-assing it and pretending to eat. And, you know, if you're going to quit, just say that you're going to quit. Because here, here's the thing, right? Fessy's going to get crushed anyways. But if he just said, you know what, I think we're done, I quit. Because TJ just asked him if he was going to quit, and he kept saying no. But literally, you were quitting anyways. So why wouldn't you just say that you quit? It's almost just as bad, and it probably would have been less humiliating because they're not giving you this major edit. Like, after you say you quit, it's done. It's over. You walk off camera, you do your confessional, and that's that. And even if he gives a reason that, hey, I just don't think we can come back and win in the money because to get money, you got to come in second. Like, let's play this out. If there was a world where... As soon as they get there and they're still eating and Fessy says, I'm not going to eat this. There's no way we can catch up. If this whole thing is running and you're on a busted knee, there's no way that we can catch up and beat two of these teams at least to get money. So I'm done. Like, good effort, Casey. I, I, I wish you well. You know, I hope you're okay. But even if you flipped it and said, I don't want you to stress out and potentially hurt yourself more. Like, my point is there's a way around it that Fessy could have went that wasn't what he ended up doing, which was making himself look like a chump. It would have been so easy. This is very cynical of me, but I said this last episode of You Killed It. All he had to do was say, when when she was, when Casey was getting looked at by Maddox, all he had to say to her, or when they arrived at the food station, listen, you're my girl, you're my friend. I can't put you through more of this. 
I'm very concerned about mm -hmm. your knee and your health. Yeah. Low key, I don't want to eat this food. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Realistically, we're mm -hmm. not going to be able to catch people. You don't get crushed in the edit if you do nope. that. If you say, I'm looking out for Casey's health, we're both young. This is, uh, respectively, it's both our we'll be back. Uh, second season. We'll be back. Tough break. Casey, let's look out for you. Totally. No one gets mad. No one thinks he's a piece of shit. Totally. Totally agree. That's not the case now. Yeah, he just looked like a chump. And again, sitting off to the side, did nothing. It made no sense. Uh, yeah, there'll be more times where Fessy gets brought up, for me anyways, throughout this, because I kept going back and thinking about him while different things were happening throughout this episode. But let's, let's pick things up, right? So as you mentioned, uh, they decided to give the food, CT and Amber decided to give the food to Cam and Corey, which was the obvious and smart move, right? Uh, Leroy and yep. Nani, though, ended up being the next crew to leave. And the next checkpoint was the kayaking. And I'll say it was kind of ruined for me what was going to happen because in the trailer, they showed one of the, ca the kayaks flipping over. And so when I saw that CT and Amber picked, and I'm going to get the colors wrong, when I saw them pick the green one, and I remembered in the trailer, they showed the blue one that flipped over. I was like, okay, so it's not going to be them. They're going to like just smooth past this. And even though there was a part where they did flip over, they were still so far ahead. And that's the part that we'll never really know because of editing, but you can tell that they must have been so far ahead the entire way. And, you know, the, the kayaking thing was interesting because I, ke I keep saying, and we're only, what, maybe five, ten minutes into this, and I keep saying Fessy's going to come up a lot in a lot of what I have to say because I kept thinking about him, right? In the sense that he thinks in his mind, like, oh, if my partner's knee didn't get hurt, we win this easy. When you're seeing things where like CT and Amber, they had such a huge lead, but they didn't do like amazing at the paddling. Their communication was kind of struggling. Um, Amber was kind of struggling. CT was trying to calm her down. Their communication wasn't that good. And it made me think of, okay, well, we know Fessy his relationship with his partners are terrible. So like, how is he gonna react when the current starts taking them one way or the next? Cause you saw that as a huge dynamic between all of the teams that had to do the kayaking part, right? So seeing that to me, that was kind of big. Cause as mentioned, CT and Amber were struggling but with their communication, Leroy and Nani were struggling with their paddling, right? But the way you can shot, you can see they shot it from there CT and Amber were so far ahead. But what did you think of the whole like second part of this that was the paddling challenge? I liked it. I was interested in it. Uh, I grew up on the water mm -hmm. though. Like I love kayaking and I love canoeing. So I was really looking at like the technical elements. Yeah. And I mean, they every team got a crucial thing right. And that is you want the heavier person at the back. That makes a big difference. Yeah. The thing that they all got wrong is that the person at the back is also sort of responsible for steering, yeah. right? It's literally called steering, um, but it falls on them. Like if you're, if the person ahead of you is, CT was sort of right when he was criticizing Amber for not like digging deeper into the water yeah. because that would throw you yeah. off. But every time they were trying to communicate and be like, okay, now we're gonna stroke on the left and then the right. If you're in the back, it's just on you to see what the person ahead of you is doing and match them. You don't like you. you don't need to talk about yeah. it. I got you. But I also think I think that Amber and CT and, and all of them really were at a point where they're just self-talking, right? Like they're just trying to like hype themselves yeah. up to to make it to make it happen. And I, I do think just like broadly. It's going to be funny this episode. We're going to talk a lot about Big Brother because it's, yeah. you know, sort of a long held thing that fans of the challenge think that people from Big Brother can't hang. <laughs> and there's there's a lot to suggest that in this episode. And to me, what really set them apart or sort of like played up to that was it was clear that the Big Brother people don't have the mental toughness. Well, it's a completely different and game and you don't know what you're getting into, right? Like, no, go on. Sorry. It, well, I was going to say, and 
CT in confessional was saying my that his frustration with Amber is that she's so scatterbrained at this point that he has to be constantly on her because she's not she's not like focused and like that could be fatigue that could be hunger they might be feeling I mean they both just threw up a ton yeah. after what they had to eat which like there's a I'm not blaming Amber B there's a lot of reasons for yeah. that but obviously Fessy didn't show a lot of mental toughness either. Mm-hmm. The only one who seemed to show any mental toughness of the three big brother people was Casey. Yeah. Um, who I will say, we're, I don't think we're going to talk about Casey a ton. She impressed me this episode. Like she like showed toughness. Yeah. So I was, I, I enjoyed the paddling. Uh, of course, I also liked how the producers and shout out to the producers and editors really played up that it came down to CT and Cam at the, cause this, the, the paddling and the, creating the giant puzzle penis that they were supposed to put together. It really came down to a showdown of CT versus Cam. Cause this is the only spot where Cam and Corey really had a chance to move yeah. up. And it's funny because it really was a theme all season. First of all, that Cam and CT had been at loggerheads after he refused to partner with her. And also, all season, people were vying to be their partners or trying to take them out. And, like, it, it sort of paid off in this, like, it was not quite the climax, but the fact that, like, yeah, these two are difference makers. Yeah. well, Because they can do it all physically, but they can also do it mentally. Well, to your point about the big brother people, right? The reason why Amber and CT worked was because they cover off each other well, right? Like... Amber, like even if, because people are like the obvious assumption that people are going to say, and I bet you even Fessy will probably say, is, oh, if he had just kept Amber, they win. And I don't think it works that way, right? Because they both would have been good so at running, but CT's the one that solved the math equation very quickly when they got to the thing. CT's the one that solved the puzzles. Would Fessy have been able to do that? No. Would Amber have been able to do that? No. So, like, do you know what I'm saying? So, that's the part where people don't really understand that, you know, the big brother people, you know, and even if you, if you look at it from the other side and you just say, Hey, Nani was a good partner for Leroy, but they're kind of similar in the sense that their biggest strength is they're not going to give up. They're going to keep going, but their strengths aren't really like, you know, doing the puzzle or paddling or something like that. But their strength is from being on the challenge year in, year out where they can mentally push through oh, my body thinks I can't go any further, I'm going to keep going, right? Which is something that unless you do it, right, you're, you're never going to know. Like even sitting on our couches watching, and I said this like in previous seasons of, you know, us doing this pod, sitting on our couch, sometimes we can tell and think that we know how difficult something looks, Right. And this challenge, I think they did a really good job of shooting it to show like the terrain that they were running in, how difficult it was, how far it was, just how cold it was. Like the sound, the sound guy, big marks, the sound guy for the wind and, you know, like it's wet and cold and they set the scene so well. So you knew how tough this was and it's so much more mental, right? And you even heard CT say about Amber, oh, she kept pushing me right him he's like Mm -hmm. he knew that she was slowing down for him right and that was like big for him to keep going because who knows what his pace would have been like maybe he would have uh faltered and gassed out at some point if he had a different partner despite being good at all the puzzles so that's where you know why this game to me is so good because so many different things there's so many different layers to it and it's not just as simple as this person's the best at blank. Cause I don't, does CT and like if CT and Cam are partners, do they win this? I don't know. I don't think so. Right. I mean, we, so we had a, we had a taste of them together and it wasn't good. Cause they're both, they're both a type personalities. Yes. They both want to be boss. Yes. We even saw it like just a hint of that, uh, with Cam and Corey at the start of the food eating checkpoint. Yeah where she yelled at him, start eating. And he said, I am eating. And she said, oh, sorry. If someone with CT's personality gets yelled at to start eating and he's already eating, I'm not sure that it goes over as well with Cor as it did with Corey, who was very like, no, that's cool. Like I've started like, yeah. Um, 
I do have a question though in terms of theoretical pairings. How does CT do if he's paired with Big T? I don't know if Big T would have been able to run through this. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because, I don't think so either. Because the truthfully, which is too bad. Yeah, the running that you know they did beforehand, she wasn't really able to keep up in, and this seemed like it was insane. And CT pointed to how good of a runner Amber is, right? And mm-hmm. she was struggling with this, right? So I don't think Big T would have done well in this at all. The running portion of it, you know, CT would have done enough, but I think the balance that Amber provided because she was so much better than him in the running allowed him to not get as mad at her when he was getting mad at her. Do you you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, so that changed the dynamic and also calmed it down because we all know the biggest issue that would happen between partners in the finals is people getting mad at each other. We've seen it time and time again, where people falter in the finals because they're yelling at each other. We didn't really see that in this with the three teams that continued on. Nani and Leroy have such a good relationship. They were pretty good the whole time. Same thing with Cam and Corey, like in terms of teamwork and working together, those three teams worked so well together i also think that ct as sort of the leader of his team with amber had has the veteran knowledge to say to himself on some level especially i think once they were done kayaking he even they he and amber start jogging off and she says let's take a light pace he's like yeah that was like a a bit of a physical rest and i think he knew that they needed a reset in terms of because like after that moment they don't really fight anymore and i think he or maybe they both recognized who knows we didn't really hear a conversation but i think they realized that they were just tired they were stressed they'd eaten a lot they'd vomited a lot like yeah. tempers are running high which is natural and like because after that they're pretty cool with each other they're pretty level-headed the rest of the way mm-hmm. and i don't know if that was something they talked about something they saw in each other or what but they certainly got it together mentally. And to your point, all three teams really got along after the tension of the eating the food, which I understand because it was disgusting. Yeah, no, totally. And like, so speaking of that, right, we mentioned Fessy and Casey automatically time out. Uh, Casey was just screaming her ass off, really. Um, Fessy just walked away. We talked about that already. And the thing I wanted to talk about Fessy here he was talking about he hasn't been able to compete and now he loses because of his partner. And I really go the other way, right? Cause I was really like, was he really held back by his partners this season or is a challenge? Like I see it as a team competition, right? And so part of the competition is how well you work with your partner. So I don't know how he can say his partner held him back. If you look at who his partners were throughout the season, and even just flip over to the amount of different women who were able to win this season. I don't know if he can say that he was held back by his partners. Like Big T won a bunch, right? Anissa won a bunch. Um, Amber won a few a few competitions. Um, who else we got? Didn't Gabby end up winning? Do you know what I mean? So you have like such an eclectic mix of people and it wasn't necessarily like, oh, Cam ran through and won every single challenge. Obviously Casey and we know Casey and Leroy did well, right? But like, again, why did they do so well? Because they worked so well as a team. So I just thought, you know, it was such a lame thing for Fessy to do and the blatant, like, macho, like, you know, blame my partner. I was held back by my partner. When in reality, Anissa left him and won, like, the very next challenge. Amber, after he left Amber, she went and won the final with someone else. So maybe the problem is you. And what was Casey's great failing? She messed up her knee. Something that could have happened to literally anyone, regardless of gender. It could have happened to Fessy. Mm-hmm. could have happened to CT. Could, could have happened to Leroy or Corey. Sure. Like, it, it could have happened to literally anyone. Mm-hmm. So how is that specifically her fault? And she was still game to get out yeah. there. So the next checkpoint is there. They go into this. This was actually really cool looking, yeah. no pun intended. This ice cavern yeah. where they have to do... 
uh, they each get a briefcase and they have to, each briefcase has a different set of numbers where they have to add up and then multiply by two every digit on this large board. There's safety deposit boxes. Yeah. And they have to, uh, in CT's case, they he had to add up every digit that ended with four, six, and five. Mm-hmm. So he every time four, six, or five appeared, he would add that in his head, multiply it by two, had to put the numbers up, then TJ checks. Yeah. So CT and Amber get there first. CT gets it done first. And I have to point something out that CT did, again, a veteran play mm-hmm. is I... Th- he directed Amber to a particular set of, like a particular briefcase with a particular set of numbers. Because each briefcase had different numbers they had to add yeah. up. I'm confident that CT made a point of picking what he believed would be the easiest numbers. For himself. Like I said, his, and for Amber. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he gave himself the easiest, and then I think he gave, yeah, 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 yeah. tried to direct her to the second easiest. Because <laughs> if you think about it, four, six, and five... Four and six together always make ten, uh, and that so you're always working with base yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah, if you're, yeah. And sure enough, his his final number was four. I think it was four thousand six hundred and fifty. I don't remember, but so yeah, it's something. It definitely ended in a zero. Mm-hmm. So he clearly picked something where he knew I can easily make this work base ten styles. Okay. And I think he tried to do that for Amber. It didn't work out as well, but I think that was his strategy, and it certainly paid off. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that then, he was the big numbers guy, almost took over his dad's firm. Like, I had no all idea. All these years, did we even know that? Like, I, I maybe it must have come I up at not. some point, but I had no idea that he was just that quick of a numbers guy. And, like, you know, with that, you would assume that that would have come up more often throughout the seasons because we know he's good at puzzles and all that. But I didn't realize, like, just the math, he was that, you know, great with numbers. Because even Cam, you know, when she comes in next, cause the next two teams are pretty close and, you know, they both at that point too. And this is something that I always say, I don't think I'm great with numbers at all. Like obviously, you know, I went into TV broadcasting. So there was a lot more English classes than there were math classes in my schooling. But, um, I always say that even as simple as some of these math equations would come up on the challenge or in the final, I always think that I would struggle because I feel like my brain would be so exhausted and I'd be so tired and fatigued that so much would be going on in my mind that I don't know how I would process all of that. And so that's the thing I always wonder about. And you see that because we know Cam is really good with numbers as well. We've seen that time and time again. But then when she got to this point, she struggled right? All the other teams, like they had, they needed multiple checks and then Nani and Leroy finally got it. And then Cam and Corey got it. And, you know, I thought that was just an interesting point because I look at it the exact same way. I would think that I would do okay, but being fatigued, being cold, being like, I feel like my brain would be in such a different headspace that you could ask me two plus two and I'd be like five. Yeah, maybe for sure. And and like, that's what it's all about, too, right? Like, it's designed (laughs) to to wear you down to make these things more difficult. So (laughs) everyone's struggling. Someone else. Is it Cam that eventually gets it done? No, No, it was Nani and Leroy got it for got it before Cam and Corey. But we have this moment where TJ stops them all. And he's like, listen, we're going to be here all night. So I'm just going to say this. Uh, Fessy and Casey did not finish the eating competition. Mm-hmm. They're officially eliminated. They timed out. And then we cut to confessional with Corey with my line of the episode where he says to the producer, you know that Fessy is blaming Casey for this right now. Here, and he holds up his hand and he goes, here, put Fessy's confessional right here. So and then they replayed Fessy's confessional. And like... The clips they showed of Fessy's confessional were even worse than the ones we originally saw. Like he just went on and on and on. And I just not only was it funny of Corey, and the second time Corey has done the like, here, show the montage of me vomiting. Thing. Yeah. Not only is it funny for Corey, but Corey is, and I know I've said this before, he's a really good read of people. Mm-hmm. Like he he was totally right that Fessy 
was going to crush Casey and put it all on her and not take any responsibility. Yeah, it was really funny. And that was also my line of the episode too, because I just, I laughed at it. It was so well played. His impression, his fessy voice. It was really well done by Corey. It was super funny. And everyone was laughing because they all know that it's true as well. And those are one of those things where as a producer, you're like laughing because you appreciate, you appreciate the alley-oop toss from Corey, right? Because <laughs> he's just tossing to the oop and you just got to slam it down because it's so easy. Um, I thought that was. You hilarious. have to assume the producers are sick of Fessy too. Well, I right? Mean, like they they know they've seen this all. Do right? you know what like, I think about all the time? And this is just my, how my weird TV brain works. I'm always like, how did they set this up? Like, how long did it take them to like put this all together, and you know, go out and put up all these all the checkpoints and put up all the the flags so that they know which route to go, which way to go across these mountains and so when you spend all that time doing that and dude is just like uh, i'm not gonna eat this i'm like yo fuck you bro <laughs> like what like what do, you, what do you mean you're, you're just gonna quit right so i had a i had a thought along the same lines uh as they all had to like spend the night in that ice cave yeah. in a classic like take turns sleeping sort of situation you know they're complaining they're all talking about how tired they were i was thinking you know there is like a a TV crew that's also staying up. Yeah, I wonder how that <laughs> like, worked. I was thinking about that, how that worked. How do they take shifts sleeping out and stuff? And, you know. They must have had a tent or something for the crew around. The yeah, yeah. Like the, the crew must crew have had and better. Heaters, I'm sure. And where's TJ sleeping yeah. and all that stuff. The crew's probably working in shifts. So they're like in three-hour shifts or four-hour shifts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely they're not in sleeping in the same quarters as uh, – the three different blanket options that they gave them, um, which was super interesting, right? Just as a thing. And again, another one of those sitting on our couch, we probably don't understand the difference that that makes, but in the moment, like, you know, having the different levels of blanket and the fact that you're wet to begin with. And then I loved how for no reason they were getting mad at the, the added bonus of when you switch, you have to dunk your head into the water. At first, I didn't think that was that bad. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, that would fuck you up. Trying to go to sleep after yeah. that would suck. One of my boys who you know, but I'm not going to say the name on the pod. It was pretty funny because I remember it was one of those things where um, it was like a bachelor party. And it was like, that's how you, the refresher to like wake yourself up, <laughs> dip your head in an ice, in an ice tub like that. And you'll be, <laughs> you'll be back to life, back to life. Pick me up. You got more gas in the tank. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like it, it's like some people think it's a hangover. Wish cure. I knew what the like, name was. I'm gonna message him now and see if he can tell me what the name of it was. But anyways, keep going. Sorry. It, it's definitely like a way to wake yourself up. So to do it and then turn around and go to sleep. Yeah. Is uh, would be really difficult. I mean, it reminded me of the classic Robert Redford, Paul Newman film, <laughs> The Sting, where. Okay. Where uh, the first time their two characters meet, Paul Newman is super hungover yeah. and like takes out a chunk of ice and like gets the ice pick and like breaks it up and like puts a bunch of water and like dunks his face in to like sober up and wake up. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, CT, I can, we refer to CT as an old man. He's the same age as you and yeah. I, but he's such a like old grizzly bear that he's like it was refreshing i went to sleep immediately <laughs> like there's a certain point <laughs> kids when you get into your 30s you stop caring about things and there's a certain point where you're just like i don't care anymore like they're all talking about like oh how do i get into like under this blanket or like into the sleeping bag or whatever and in my head i'm like i would sleep face down in my clothing whatever like i'd be so tired at that point it would i would be more annoyed by the other cast members talking than I would be about the cold or the water. <laughs> right. It's, it's so funny. It's one of those things where I love Nani's reaction was the best, right? Cause Nani was just like, this is so unnecessary. This is so unnecessary. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> right. That was good. And we, we skipped over TJ's <laughs> diabolical laugh too, right? When he was explaining <laughs> what they were going to have to do. She's like, that's not funny. Why are you laughing like that? stop laughing it's not funny no one no one loves their job more than tj Lavin, right? and i don't mean 
on the challenge. I mean, in this world, there is no one that enjoys their job more than TJ. Well, Lavin. especially when he then gets to go off and sleep in like some warm cabin or whatever setup they have, probably by a fire or some shit, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so they, they end up staying up the whole night. And I don't think many of them, like, I don't think I'd be able to sleep. And it didn't appear that any of them really slept. Like when you heard people announce it, I want to say, Corey said, oh, maybe he slept like 20 minutes or something. Like, I don't think I would have slept. Which then, again, goes into the difficulty of what they're actually doing here, right? I'm, I just want to say, I don't think I, if I'm being real, if I'm being honest, I would not be able to compete on the challenge. Like, I know I wouldn't do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like, super hard. But... I'm so confident that I would have been able to sleep in that ice cavern. Like I am a hundred percent sure that I would have been able to fall asleep for more than an hour. Like, I think I would have gotten at least three hours of sleep in there. I can sleep virtually anywhere. Like I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, 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 <laughs> when yeah. I'm tired, I'm pretty dead of the world. I, I just would have, I would have found a way. I'm laughing because my buddy messaged me back with the name of what the move is and the name of it is his name <laughs> but it's like oh so he yeah can't I can't use, it. use it but it's a the, there's an abbreviation to it right so it's like initial initial and then face dunk <laughs> does it start with a c it definitely does <laughs> okay i know you know who it is but anyway this is a story for another day um but <laughs> that's just amazing because I literally just <laughs> laughed. He said what it was. And I just laughed. I'm like, that's amazing. I'll fill them in later about why I was randomly asking that at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> and please say hi for me. Will do. Definitely will do. Um, yeah, where were we? So basically, you know, as mentioned, not much sleeping goes on. And then all of a sudden, 7 a.m., here's TJ. Right? Um and I thought that was interesting again, because, yo, now, like, I'm not sleeping. And then once the sun started to come up, I definitely would have been sleeping. So this seems insane. But also another moment where I made notes about, again, this made me think of Fessy, right? Like, how can my guy be so sure that he would win when you have no idea how your body was going to react to being up all night and freezing cold and wet? Uh, uh, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. We know how Fessy reacts to that because oh, yeah. we saw it last season where he's had to stay up all Touché. night. He couldn't even handle Kyle talking the entire time. Touché. And like completely crapped out of the competition. We know exactly what Fessy would do in the situation. He'd make good points. And this is what's so brutal about all the shit talk. I will take us back three episodes of You Killed It ago where Fessy said, you know, as long as we're not running through snow, I'll win. <laughs> You're in iceland bro <laughs> you're gonna run through snow <laughs> and like that's what happened but yeah we talked about it i was like does he think they just have to like run around a track <laughs> like that's it like this is the olympics and you're doing laps around like a 400 meter track tool. and that's it anyways yeah so sticking with that same theme the next part is you have to race up this glacier, right? Find an, a pick and then come back down the hill and break through ice and then carry a capsule. So mm -hmm. CT and Amber only got a five minute head start to which I thought, wait, that's it? So I'd be pissed. Yeah. Because they definitely were like in the cave for like 15 minutes before ever, at least 15 minutes. Yeah. Before so I was. thought, I was like, whoa, like there's a chance here you could catch up. But it didn't really work out that way for the other teams. Like CT and Amber clearly were just on a pace that was nowhere near what the other two teams were doing. But you get it, right? Because, you know, as far ahead as they got, Cam talked about the fact that she was thinking about Casey falling and hurting herself. And that made her slow down and be more careful about the steps she was taking because she didn't want to get hurt. And that makes a lot of sense. Because, again, it's a glacier. That's ice ice is slippery right so like it, there's just so much to this but ct and amber just broke out and they got out to such a big lead that at any point were you did they trick you into thinking that they weren't going to win this easily or no like they tried no. once with that oh they went the wrong way 
Did they miss the flag? That, to me, so earlier you were speaking about how editing was definitely at play. Mm -hmm. To me, this was the most blatant scene where they tried to play up, you know, CT is following Amber and Amber misses a sign to turn mm -hmm. right. I think they maybe went 10 feet out of their yeah. way. Like, I think it was really played yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was, I think they were just trying to make it seem closer than it was. I, if I had to guess, I bet CT and Amber ultimately won by like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like I think they blew away the other well, two the, the other part to keep in mind, and this is like a peek behind the scenes here, but like they had drone shots, right? So they have drone footage of a lot of this. And so if you think about it and you look at the fact that you have the drone footage from overhead and they showed at points how far uh, Amber, not Amber, Corey and Cam were in compared to Leroy and Nani. And you could see the distance between them. You couldn't really do that with um, see like you never saw those drone shots. And if you see the distance or the area that that camera was able to show and it wasn't able to show up for those two, that tells you how far ahead they were at all times. They also, I mean, we had Leroy and Cam and Corey and Nani all saying in confessional at different points, I don't see CT and Amber. And they used those clips to play up like, oh, CT and Amber were super lost. Uh, no, it's because they were so far ahead. Um, Julia Lamana, longtime listener, wants to know how we feel about navigation being a big part of the finals. She feels like it's so unfair, not a testament to the, the actual skills of the competitors that they have to, you know, navigate the kayak and then like follow signs to get where they need, where they need to go. I have no problem with that at all, actually. I think it plays up to, again, the fatigue, the hunger, the cold, because it, because it is mental, right? Because it's you can't just like shut off your brain and be like, I'm just going to put one foot ahead of the other because you have to pay attention to where you're going. Yeah. And as we just finished saying, this like navigation snafu of CT and Amber, <laughs> I think was really just played up because they were trying to build the dramatic tension. No, I agree with that. I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, creative editing to, to add a little bit more to it. Um, so I think it's one of those things, but I also look at it and I just think the way that it played out, it showed how good those two people were, because I don't think that the mm -hmm. other two teams did poorly, right? Like you could see as you got to the next puzzles, the, ne the next puzzle that like CT and Amber did it pretty quickly, but then Corey and Cam also came and did it quickly as they passed Leroy and Nani, right? So it wasn't like the other teams did that poorly. I just think in the runs, CT and Amber were that much better, that much good of a pace that they just kept going and going and going and extending their lead from the five-minute lead that they had as a head start. Because even when you got to the picks, when the second team caught up to them, they were still there picking, they were just at the end. Yeah. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Like the, the lead wasn't that crazy from that point. It wasn't until they stretched it out with the runs. It's not, yeah. The runs were actually, I think, where CT and Amber were pulling ahead mm -hmm. and, and really making their case because they, were, they weren't sprinting by any stretch, but the other two teams were walking with pace, I would say, by moments. And I don't think CT and Amber ever really were. It also goes to show what a difference CT's weight loss has been. He's still a big boy, for sure. Yeah. But he's definitely lost like 20 or 30 pounds. And I don't know that CT of like two or three seasons ago would excel as he did. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've been saying it. CT and Amber win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they win by a and lot. I and then basically, like, there's a race up the hill. But in terms of both partners getting up there, Cam and Corey just get there ahead of, like, Leroy beat Corey, but then Cam beat Nani. So that's how that ends up yeah. playing out. And it was so close. Like, those two teams are still so close. And the thing that I was going to say was I love the fact that no one was mad.
Yeah. And right? I thought that was really cool. Right? Like, there's a real sense of I accomplishment. So too. I was thinking about that too, because everyone that's left is likable. Like, the one that I like the least mm. is Amber. And I don't dislike Amber. I know what you mean. You, I just, you just don't frankly, have any ties to her. Really, yeah, I've never. This was the first season of a show that, like, this is my first exposure to her because I never saw her season of Big Brother. And she wasn't, like, a major player on the season of The Challenge. Mm -hmm. She's fine. I've got no issues with her. She seems nice enough. I see why people in the house felt like she's fake. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's fine. And then everyone else, like, we've discussed this before on You Killed It. The other five. CT, uh, Leroy, of course, Cam, Corey, Nani. I would have been content if any of them won. Like, there's no one I was rooting against except for Fassi, and he took care of himself. So, you know, I was pleased. Yeah. I have lots of questions for you, though, about this result. Okay. Because I, wa I want to hear your opinion. The first of all, the first question is, Amber is the first big brother veteran to win the challenge how surprising is it that amber b is the first big brother person not polly not fessy not casey not natalie didn't casey not other casey people. didn't win last year didn't casey win no no it was jen jenny oh i thought casey won before i don't know i guess she just made it far anyways um how surprising is that I will say that I'm, it's kind of like the same thing that you were saying, right? In terms of your attachment to Amber. On the show, it's not like she had like any crazy performances, right? She had a really good partner in terms of Darrell, which kept her, you know, out of uh, a lot of the drama for a lot of the season until, you know, the girls, the rookie girls and all that, the sides had to be picked. Um, and that's basically half the game right? Like half mm -hmm. of the challenge is basically making it through the first half of the season, staying out of the drama. So you're out of the way. And then after that, it's after that, it just becomes more simple in terms of just how do you figure out the rest of it? So to me, it, it's a thing where, am I surprised that she's the first? I don't know, because I, I think to me, the thing that's more obvious or the thing that, that unfortunately overshadows it is that it's more predictable that Fessy lost in the way that he did. And that's because one of the things I've said from Fessy from his first appearance on the challenge that people who aren't familiar with his work on Big Brother, he's one of the worst Big Brother players I've ever seen. Because the strategy mm -hmm. side of it, again, for those who might not be familiar with what happened on his season, his side of the house, their alliance kept winning every single week, but then there was someone who was turning on them and so when it came time for the votes, they would get, they would lose a member of their alliance. Someone flipped and was really working on the other side of the house, but telling Fessy and company that, oh no, I'm with you guys. And then every week they would win, but yet it'd be someone from their side of the house going out and they couldn't figure it out, even though it was so obvious. And to the point where when it became time that, okay, Fessy's the one that's going out, he actually sat there with his then girlfriend Shouts to Haley, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, knew that was I didn't coming. do that on purpose. That's wait. not my fault. That one's not my fault. <laughs> that one, I just had to. But, you know, when it came down to it, Fessy was like, I think we might be the worst big brother, big brother players ever. Because, like, how is it possible that you can keep winning, but yet you're winning every single week, but someone from your side goes out? And it's because he didn't understand the game. And so you look at it in this sense, and I feel bad saying this because Amber's accomplishment is incredible, but in a sad way, it's almost overshadowed by how brutal Fessy was. Like if I'm looking at it from the big brother versus whatever, because even on Amber's season of big brother, like she was there for half the season, but she didn't do anything, you know, worthy or memorable or whatever. Like she was just kind of there. Do you, know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like she didn't make it that far. Yeah. It's not like she made it towards the very end. It's not like, you know, she's just cool peoples, right? And, th and that's about yeah. it. And so if you think about it for this season, she basically did the same thing for the, for the first half 
right? She worked well with her partner, Darrell, and then took the bounces, won the, won the elimination she had to against other rookies, which isn't her fault. That's the cookie. That's the way the cookie crumbled for her. And then, hey, you end up in the finals with CT and you did more than held your own. So, I mean, I'm not surprised because I feel like I'm still learning about Amber. I guess I said all of that to round that out. I'm not surprised because I didn't learn. I, I'm still learning about Amber. So it's like, oh, okay. Like, remember it was midway through and it was like, oh, she played rugby. I didn't know that. Oh, she's a really great yeah. runner. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. So it's like, I wasn't really surprised because you're still learning about someone. So that's where I, I kind of fall on that. Uh, Lucas Wyatt suggested this question. It's a good one. Where does CT rank for you now in terms of all-time challengers? And before you answer that, let me drop some facts. Okay. CT is now third all-time on the money mm -hmm. list behind Johnny Bananas and Smashley. Mm -hmm. He is ahead of Jordan by approximately $132,000 in winnings. Uh, Turbo is fifth. Kara is sixth. Camilla is seventh. Mm -hmm. Jenny is eighth. Amber is now ninth, <laughs> and Wes is tenth in terms of mo in terms of uh, money they've won. Yeah, it's funny, but also, sorry, I just want to say, CT is second in terms of number of wins. Yeah. So Johnny has seven wins. CT and Darrell both have four. Derek has three. So does Kenny, Evelyn, Jordan, Landon. Just for context, it's one of those things that you know CT said at the end to Corey. Right, the fifty grand CT said to him, he's like, "Yo, what you just won for second is more than I won for winning my first challenge." So it's interesting, and I think you know you can't say that he's above Johnny Bananas, um, but he's definitely number two. Right, like he, yeah, because I mean, you got to your your ring counting at a certain point, and who do I like better? Like, who am I rooting for more when they're on a season? It's CT, right? But in terms of who's the the better uh, challenge competitor or, you know, and when I say that, I don't just mean winning. I also mean like character and what they bring to the show. It's bananas. It's still, still number one. Well, the other thing about Johnny versus CT and comparing the two is yes, CT is tied with Darrell for second most wins. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at win percentage, <laughs> In percentage that's it's not funny. so good for ct no ct has won four out of 18 appearances johnny has won seven out of 20 so by far a better percentage mm -hmm. obviously amber is one for one <laughs> and durell is four of nine and there's a whole bunch of people that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are like one for three or like turbos won once in his two appearances i give you credit for still coming back because the other part of this, right? CT winning so many lately when people are trying to get him out, that's impressive. Yeah. No matter how you all slice his wins that. have come, all his wins have come in the back half of his career. When people know right? when like they're the, trying to get you out and it, and he doesn't have the numbers, right? And so that's very, very impressive. That's one thing I'll say about CT comparing him to Johnny is that Johnny basically has the same game plan every season. Yeah. Have allies, stay out of elimination as long as you can. Mm -hmm. CT, especially in the last three or four seasons, his political game has had to be, I'm on my yeah. own. Like, he'll, he'll work with people, and there's people he's more apt to work mm -hmm. with. But, like, with respect to Big T, on paper, she was not the best partner. No. He also had people gunning for him literally from the jump. Right, like he and Smashley were blindsided the very first episode and put in, yeah. and that's not going to change. Point, every, that's not going to change. And everyone all season was like, "How are we going to get rid of CT?" The one thing I'll say that occurred to me watching the final is maybe the way to get rid of CT would have been to do your level best to keep Big T on the show and with yeah, him for sure but even then he would have had at some point the option to switch yeah. and he might have done that so you know it uh he he's an undeniable force no agreed um 
I think it's pretty obvious who the rookie of the year has to be because she won. For sure. (laughs) And we already discussed Amber, but how did you feel about what looks like the final episode and the final season for Leroy? That one was bittersweet, right? Because it was like, it was good to see him go out giving a good effort and him being partnered with Nani. And I thought it was really cool that he wasn't really mad or upset. I thought that was really cool. Um, He was still encouraging her the entire way. There's no hard feelings. Like, I I liked the way that he went out. Like, obviously, would have, as he said, it would have been great to win. But, you know, getting to run that with Cam against cam but then also with your best friend nani and you lost to ct like there's no shame in that there's nothing wrong with that at all right so it was really cool and of course like anyone who's watched this show for a while you know like there's not many like nicer people and so even when the reveal came where he said oh this is going to be my last show and CT pops up and he's like, I knew it. I knew it. He's saying that because he, Leroy doesn't normally play a cutthroat game like that, right? Like a, that, a game that's that folk. And so we as viewers have watched this guy be like a super nice guy, maybe too nice to win the challenge, right? Over the years. But he goes out as, I'd want to say, a beloved character, a character that people like and root for and cheer for. And, you know, as he said, he didn't win the million dollars, but he's leaving with his wifey, you know, and he's thinking about having yeah. kids and all that stuff. And you have best friends that you made for life on the show. And I think that's awesome. That's really cool. His perspective taking us back a couple episodes, right? One thing I thought about as people were sort of paying tribute to Leroy at the end of the episode and the end of the season is that, you know, CT is certainly a fan favorite. And what appeals about CT, and we've discussed this in the past, is he's grown so much, right? Like he was a force of nature. He was an asshole. We saw him fall in love and then have his heart broken by a Diem and then... I don't want to say they fell back in love, but they grew close again. And then we saw him lose Diem to cancer. So we've seen these big ups and downs with CT and his redemption arc. Yeah. And we've seen a bit of a redemption arc with Johnny Bananas mm-hmm. too. And with Wes as well. The thing about Leroy, there's no redemption arc because he doesn't need redeeming. Yeah. He's always been a good mm-hmm. guy. He's always been nice. He's always been friendly, like someone that you could admire, someone that you'd want to know and meet in real life. Did he make missteps for sure? But they're like very small missteps of youth and like not a big deal at all. Um, And so it's so interesting when compared to some of the other big names that have had these big trajectories. And like we can name off more of them, Kara, is a great example of someone where like, and Laurel, where our opinions of them have changed as they've Mm -hmm. changed and had big changes in who they are. I don't want to say Leroy hasn't changed a lot because I don't think that's fair to him, but he has, he didn't have as far to go in terms of like becoming a well-rounded, frankly, decent human being because he's always been good. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, right, you go back and you think of like Leroy on that season of the real world, right? And he was like, party, 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 girls, 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 you know, and to like see that person grow up, it's like a microcosm or like, I guess, an example. Microcosm is not the right word, but it was a good example of like someone like watching a lot of people grow up in their 20s, right? And mature and then be like, oh, wait a second. Cam is this great woman. Like, this is someone I should want to be with. This is someone I should want to settle down with. This is what, you know what I mean? And so you've seen him just grow up on TV. and, And that's been a weird part for it too. When you take a step back, think about it. If you've been a fan of this show for a while. So that was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Um. May I ask, who killed it for you this week and this season while we're at it's it? It's the two people that won. I mean, the two of them took completely different routes to get there. As mentioned, like CT was on chopping block from the beginning, then kind of faded to the back, then, you know, was partnered with Big T, let that roll for a while because he knew Big T was well-liked and people would want to keep her around. And it was a good strategy by him, but also I think a good learning experience for him as well. 
and he took advantage of that and made it to the final, right? And and took advantage of the situation that he was in, backed into a corner, and was able to get to a final. And he knows that once he gets to a final, he has a good chance to win. Amber, you know, give her a lot of credit because she, you know, sat back, learned the game, had a great partner in Durrell, you know, then ended up with Fessy for a bit and then back to CT. And, you know, for her as a rookie, for the most part, you know, there was a little bit of beef with the rookie girls there for a little bit, but she won her eliminations when she had to. And she partnered with an alliance that kept her around for a while and the Big Brother Alliance kept her around for a long time. And then she performed when she had to, right? She performed and excelled in her role and worked well with her partner. And that was a huge strength. And I, I think by working with Darrell from the start of this season, and him being a vet and then closing it out with CT, who's also a vet, there was a level of trust there, right? Like these guys know what they're doing. They, they will, I can trust what they say, right? And I think that part matters a lot. And also neither Darrell nor CT were really beholden to an alliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it meant that there wasn't any conflict of like, oh, which side are we going to sure. choose? Because in both cases, it could just be like, so it's a girl's elimination this exactly. week. Exactly. You make your choice. Exactly. Um, I have to tell you, I am looking forward to the reunion. And I don't always yeah. look forward to the reunion. No, it's going to be But good. I feel like it's going to be 90 minutes of crushing Fessy. As it should be. As it should be. And I'm really excited well, for that. Here, I think it's going to be really enjoyable here's viewing. Here's the thing. This can't be understated. This is one of the worst seasons for someone in challenge history. Like if you if you take a step yeah. back and you think about he's partnered with Amber, okay? He decides that he's going to throw himself into elimination right before the final, which is not a smart move when you don't need to do that, but you do that mm. so that then you can you're only doing it so that you can switch partners. And then the partner that you switch to gets hurt in the elimination in like at the very beginning and then and then at that point the person gets hurt in the elimination okay early on so it's not looking good so after that happens (laughs) the person that you left they dominate the entire finale and win while you look like a total chump on the sidelines and take that l like that couldn't have played out worse for my guy. It's not just that it was a bad season, but going forward, who's going to work with him? He's alienated the young Yeah, bucks. we didn't even mention the Nelson thing, which was also just a dumb yeah. move. He's, he's like Corey didn't forget. Corey was actively working against him and rooting against him. And judging from what we saw uh, as like a preview of... The reunion, Nelson hasn't forgotten. So the Young Bucks, they're not going to help. Not that they're like really like a strongly formed faction, but like Kyle and Devin, they're not going to help you going forward. Is Casey going to be like super amped? Big Brother Alliance, Josh will. He'll always have Josh. Josh will, but Josh is like a whipped puppy dog. Like Josh will keep coming back. But is Amber? Is Casey? Uh, will other big brother people have Fessy's back? Eventually, you have to know that Kara and Polly are coming back. Yeah. Are they going to back up Fessy? Yeah. Nah. Natalie? Nah. So, like, it's to the point where, like, if he doesn't do a, like, hard apology to her, I guess Tori might have his back. We'll see. Yeah. But, yeah. like, without a hard apology to her and, like, maybe missing a couple of seasons... I don't, I don't see how Fessy can come back on and, and succeed in this game. Yeah, I'm excited. And he should also probably watch old seasons and, like, recognize that eating gross things is part of what you well, have to the do. The other thing is we left out a bunch of stuff, right? Like, I just talked about how he went into the final. I left out the part about him dissing CT and telling him that he's washed up, and then CT ends up winning the, the season. All the things that he By said to CT, like in terms of your time is over, you've been washed for a while and blah, blah, blah. And the whole, all I got to do is just get to the final. And as long as we don't got to run in three feet of snow, we're going to win. And like all the things that he said, 
fumbling the bag with Tori and, and Gabby. Like, my guy, he did not have a good showing. We'll just say that. It was a very bad season for someone who made it so far and who places such great expectations on themselves. But anyways, there's be more time to crush anyway. him next week, I'm guessing. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram, Sheldon Alexander, and of course, the YouTube Sheldon Alexander. What else we got? There's a Twitch channel, On Blast Podcast. Like and subscribe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chidley Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It! Might have been your best one so far. Thank you. It's the coffee and Bailey's. (laughs) 